This is Small Biz Florida, the podcast designed and produced specifically for Florida small business owners and entrepreneurs. Small Biz Florida, talk that works for Florida. This podcast is supported by the Florida SBDC Network, providing the tools, strategies, and expertise to help Florida's business community thrive. Visit the Florida SBDC online at www.floridasbdc.org or contact your local office and get started on your path to success today. Welcome to another segment of Small Biz Florida, the podcast and broadcast that's all things business across the state of Florida. I am Tom Kindred, and I serve as your host of Small Biz Florida. Coming to you from the Florida Small Business Development Center Network and produced right here at Indian River State College. We've got with us uh, two of my very good friends. We go way back in this business uh, along the Treasure Coast. We've got with us uh, Miss Susan Haggart, who is the Talent Development and Engagement Manager with Florida Makes. Susan, it's great to see you again, and welcome to Small Biz Florida. Oh, it's good to see you again. Thank you, Tom. And we've got our very good friend, Marcelo DeSantos, uh, who serves as the Director for Talent Development for Florida Makes. Uh, welcome to Small Biz Florida. Thank you, Tom. You're not new to our program. You've been on a couple of times, Marcelo, so I appreciate you uh, you making a repeat appearance. Good to be back. Uh, listen, you guys, uh, incredible program that you both are with and represent good, strong partners uh, with the Florida SBDC Network, Florida Makes, uh, an organization that advocates and uh, is a leadership organization for Florida's manufacturing community. So let's start there really quickly, just a little bit of background on Florida Makes, the mission, the purpose uh, of the organization. So Florida Makes, for those that don't know, is the Manufacturing Extension Partnership for the state of Florida. We are actually governed by the National Institute of Standards and Technology and funded by the Department of Commerce. Um, Florida Makes' main objectives is to actually assist small and medium manufacturers in increasing their productivity and profitability. Nice. Um, excellent goals and, and mission. Uh, Susan, kind of your your take on Florida Makes, and then what, what area you're working in that talent development area. Talk a little bit about your specific role with Florida Makes. Well, I, I joined Florida Makes this year in January, so I've been there a few months. Um, from what I see, Florida Makes is really the resource for all of manufacturing facilities, um, employers small, medium, or large through the state of Florida. I think we generally focus on small and medium businesses because they generally don't know about a lot of the resources that are available to them, whether it's upskilling the employees they have, helping them to find talent, skilled talent, um, and then once they get the talent, how do you keep them? So that's that's one of our goals uh, in helping them. Of course, supply chain has been an issue. So uh, we try to find the resources to deal with that as well. So any kind of issues that um, are, are workforce related, Marcelo and I work on those projects, whether it's apprenticeship or um, internships or what have you. All right. So, again, Florida Makes is, it really is an incredibly powerful resource for Florida's manufacturing community. And, again, that 
we're, we're going to have a whole other show uh, on all the resources about Florida Makes because it really is an incredible organization. But today, uh, you guys are, are leading the uh, effort on an, a really unique and innovative program uh, called the Employer of Choice uh, Program. And I just... Um, you know, when we had a conversation the other day about the program, I said, listen, we got to talk about this uh, on Small Biz Florida. This really is an excellent opportunity uh, to highlight uh, Florida's manufacturing community and, and provide that assistance that you, you both have talked about. So let's, uh, let's get right into it. What is uh, the Employer of Choice program and, and, uh, and how does it tie into Florida's uh, manufacturing community? Sure. Uh, let me give you a little background, Tom. As, as Susan alluded to, we have many years in workforce development. And upon joining Florida Makes, uh, we were actually thinking, what can we do in order to capture best practices out in the field and actually share with the entire manufacturing network on what it makes uh, for a good, uh, we're a great employer, right? You, you sometimes um, you walk into a company and you just feel that, that vibe that it, this is a great place to work. Now, what are some of these companies doing that actually makes them a great place to work? Is it the benefits packet? Is it the wages? Is it the culture of the organization? So how do we get you know a programming place that encapsulates all that and actually captures the analytics that's necessary in order to share with the network so that way they can actually repeat uh, the process and make themselves a phenomenal place to work? Wow. So basically, the employer of choice uh, program is is a recognition and awards program. But behind the recognition is this gathering of, of best practices information, really um, useful and valuable information for a manufacturer who right now is most likely struggling uh, to uh, recruit and develop talent. Is that fair? Absolutely. Uh, you know, when you have a tight labor market where the unemployment rate is below 4%, dear God, anybody that wants to work is working. And the individuals that may uh, want to work in manufacturing are uh, probably coming from other industries, right, Sue? And uh, how do we actually upskill these individuals and make sure they're retained in, in, the, in the companies that they're working for? And I think at this point, it, it's also worth noting that, you know, I, I go back to our old buddy, uh, you know, Joe Gorham, uh, back in the early days of, uh, of apprenticeships around uh, the Treasure Coast market. You know, I remember Joe constantly talking about these are careers. You know, these are not you know, this is not just a job you go get at a, at a manufacturing, especially in today's advanced manufacturing, um, you know, space. These are really careers, great benefits, uh, an opportunity to, to you know, to uh, improve yourself through through uh, through promotions and, and uh, you know, job positions. So just touch on that a little bit. Is that a fair statement that, that working in advanced manufacturing can really provide a career, not just a job? Absolutely. If, if you're not aware, I think manufacturing has a sixty-eight thousand dollars is the, mm -hmm. the medium, um, actually the yeah, average wage across right. the state of Florida. And when you come into manufacturing, you may start at the factory floor, but then you're going to get you know some upskilling, and which is going to progress your career uh, moving forward. Right. We know of a great example of an individual um, in in Brevard. Uh, she was working at Wendy's, at minimum wage, single mother and actually uh, found a job in manufacturing, was actually assisted to, 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 to be in the manufacturing sector. And um, she went through the training of one of the apprenticeships that we have, and, and now she is a machinist level two. 
and uh, making so good for, money. Yeah, for sure. Right. Wow. Uh, and I, there are, I, I think there are literally hundreds, if not thousands, of those very stories. People finding their way, folks finding their way in into advanced uh, manufacturing, and and also I think it's worth also pointing out. It, there's there's multiple jobs in manufacturing. Yes. Uh, there's quality control. There's maintenance. There's um, you know management, supervisory. So there's there's a whole host of jobs, uh, an array of jobs in manufacturing, not just you know assembling uh, assembling a part or a piece. Is that correct? That is correct. In fact, a few years a few years ago, there was an apprentice working for one of the major manufacturers down in Martin County who started the apprenticeship. He was thrilled to do it. And then he, he said to me, Susan, I, I hate to tell you this, but I don't like working on the manufacturing floor. I'm not done with the apprenticeship. I'm not sure what to do. I don't know if I want to tell my supervisor. So I spoke with his uh, the HR director who said, you know, we love him. He's a great worker. We hate to lose him on the floor, but we're going to put him in the office doing as a uh, documentation specialist. So they did... And now he's working in the purchasing department. So you may start in manufacturing and find other careers within that you want to jump over to. And most employers are just happy to keep a good employee. And they'll put them where they want to go. Good point. Let me jump on that because that is a great example of what it takes to be an employer of choice, right? Recognizing Mm -hmm. that we all have different talents and go ahead and capitalize on Mm -hmm. those talents. That's right. Just the employer making sure that that individual is another fit within the organization is is a great attribute. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So why, I I guess maybe I'm jumping ahead of myself with the question, but uh, why would a manufacturer want to be involved in this employer of choice program? Is that the right question to ask? That is a great question. So going back to the unemployment rates, right, being, you know, below 4%, it is a tough market. It is tough to actually recruit individuals. It's tough to retain individuals. Many folks are actually moving from company to company because it is a job seekers market. So how do you actually capitalize on being an employer of choice would be that by implementing uh, some of the elements of what your peer companies may be uh, doing in order to retain their their, uh, workforce uh, would actually help you in keeping your workforce and implementing some of the elements that your peer companies may be um, utilizing in order to recruit will be, you know, fantastic for you in order to be able to recruit uh, more employees into your organization. So it gives you that baseline analytics that's necessary in order for you to make informed decisions about your recruitment, about your retention. Uh, for example, the, the, the survey itself, it's a, it's a very short 40-question survey primarily related um, to, you, uh, to your benefits, um, to company culture. What else is in there, Sue? Well, there's a there's an area where you can brag on your company too. These are the the things that we do to set us apart from other right. companies, and it's amazing to see that because, uh, you know, once they take the survey, um, whether they are a winner or not, it's great because they get this great analytics. Like Marcelo said, it's a great right. report, and it shows them, you know, other companies your size are a little ahead of you because of this reason. This is what they're doing differently. And it's not sharing your secrets. It's all, you know, anonymous, but they'll see what other companies their size are doing and how they're doing it right. Right. And you know what? When we did this program uh, several years ago, 
there was always, I always met with the employers afterwards, and I shared the report with them, and they were always amazed. What do you mean they let their employees bring their dogs to work? I mean, there was always something <laughs> that, was, I, that was just a little unusual. That had to be a unique one there, Susan, <laughs> it yes. It was a uh, very small yeah. company, but, you know, we all thought, well, isn't that right. wonderful? Yeah, my dog wouldn't do well with it, but, right. um, yeah, so there's always something new that you learn from these reports. So... So the price of admission for a manufacturer to get this feedback and get access to this data from from across the state of Florida is they've got to complete uh, their own application. Is that is that how this works? So give me kind of the, the process. How does one get involved and, and get access to this data? That is true. So basically, there is no cost for the program. And um, the way that you actually do it, you go to our website, which is floridamakes.com slash EOC, and you can actually start the survey. First, the first page that you're going to encounter is the company demographic. You fill that out, and it jumps to the next page, which is uh, the actual qu uh, questions yes. for the survey. And you're going to be needing some uh, information. So either the, the chart director or somebody in HR will be completing the, the survey or someone in upper management that has access to uh, to benefits, uh, to turnover rates, things of that nature. Um, they know the onboarding process. That's that's huge these days. You know, mm -hmm. how do you actually onboard an employee? So somebody that's actually working in that aspect of the organization will be completing the survey. And that's all it takes. So once you go through it, it should take you know more than 60 minutes if you that's have the right. data in hand. And uh, that's it. It's just uh, complete and wait, and then. Um, you know, we'll be recognizing companies uh, at the Make More Manufacturing Summer uh, Summit at uh, uh, in October. In October, mm -hmm. and also I will say that it's a third party that is doing the compiling of all of the data, and will be telling us who the winners are. So, because we, you know, we know a lot of these manufacturers, and uh, to keep it fair, we're not doing the judging. Right. And I, I guess I think we talked the other day that it, it, to get down a little bit in the weeds on this application, um, if you do have the ability to look at it first and maybe sort of get your your paperwork together, so when you do actually start answering questions, you can get through it pretty quickly. Is that is that uh, do they have the ability to look at it and, and then go back to it? Absolutely. Once you create your company profile, it's a login to basically go back in and do the survey. So as, as you compile the data, you can go in, you know, put it in, save, go back if you need to get out and complete it at a, at a later stage. Yeah, I very small price to pay to get this kind of data back. Um, I, I teach my entrepreneurship students all the time that one of the best places to get information uh, about a business that they may want to start is is from an association in that industry. And I tell them the story about the time that when I was in a particular industry, we had an association and they produced what was called a cost of doing business survey. Incredible report for me. And it was so valuable, they made us pay for it. But I bought that report every year and I was able to look at all those uh, data points from other uh, businesses that were like mine and see how they were doing, compare myself. I'm assuming that's really what's gonna happen here. You're going to get these data points. I'm going to be able to look at my manufacturing operation and say, what are others doing? Where do, uh, Ratios, things that I can really look at. That is exactly it. And you'd be amazed how many companies out there, maybe the HR department knows what the turnover rates are, but the company as a whole will not. It's one of those things that if it's not uh, in your sphere of influence, you're not there. Um, you know, even owners of companies themselves. I, mean, I ask sometimes on calls with them, I ask, well, what is your turnover rate? And they won't know. 
but this is one of those eye openers. If you actually start benchmarking yourself and seeing what is taking place within your organization, you'll be able to make informed decisions with the data points, as, as, as you pointed out, right. uh, to actually uh, be a great place to work. Right. And so... When we hear manufacturers say, man, it's tough out there. Gosh, what can I do? Uh, are there thoughts, ideas? Uh, this is this is one of those thoughts and ideas. Yes, it may take a you know hour out of out of your week to get this done, but you know what what valuable feedback you're going to get back, and certainly may help you long term uh, in in building the kind of workplace that that you know is easy to recruit and easy to retain employees. Is that fair? Yes, absolutely. And Susan, you can elaborate on that. I- you know, I think that employers, whether they, they say, oh, employer of choice, we're never going to be that, they absolutely need to do it just to get the data back. And then employers that say, you know, everybody loves coming to work here. We don't have a problem getting people to work here. They should absolutely do it. You know, when you think about it, if you win and you have an award um, and you get a big banner, you know, what better thing to take to the job fair is the big banner saying that you were a Florida manufacturing employer of choice. So, you know, people are going to flock to your booth to, to fill out right. an application or apply. So I think any business should apply. It's right. like we said, 30 to 60 minutes of your time. You don't have to do it all at once. Right. And uh, there's no charge. You get a great report back. Right. That's a fantastic point, Susan. Yeah, being able to brand yourself as an employer of choice, mm-hmm. it is huge in itself. I mean, you'll pay dividends for years to come. Right. If you can actually, like mm-hmm. you mentioned, put that banner out there and tell folks, look, this is uh, you know, a manufacturing employer of choice. Come work for us. And even the morale for the, for the oh, yeah. individuals that work for you. No, sometimes they're not aware, but if it gets spelled out and it's out there, it becomes reality, right? Yeah. We are a fantastic place mm-hmm. to work. That is why I should stay here. Well, um, and again, like I said, small small price to pay in what is a very tight job market. Yes. We're looking for ideas. We're looking for for ways to to enhance our recruitment abilities. This is just this is one of those that that is an easy way to get this to, to get something accomplished in the area of HR uh, in the manufacturing space. So, incredible program, and I think I, Susan and, and Marcelo, you you've both said it well. I mean, uh, the there's no cost to do this, and, and it pays big dividends. For sure. And it's not just benefits-driven. So let me give you an example. Well, Susan and I worked for a company for years, and one of the things that actually was uh, my golden handcuffs that kept me there is the ability to have every other Friday off. Uh, many times you don't think about it, but it's just a peace of mind that, wait a second, I can have a three-day weekend. And many a times I wouldn't even take it because I had work to do. But right. just the knowledge of, of knowing that I could take a three-day weekend because I had one every other, you know, every other week uh, kept me around. It's a fantastic perk. Uh, there are companies out there that offer an 8.30 to 3 uh, p.m. Uh, uh, schedule. Right. Right. Being flexible for mothers to have mm-hmm. to drop their kids you know, and pick them up after school. Yes. If you want to encourage women to join manufacturing, those are some of the things that you have to do. You can't right. negate the fact that there are mothers mm-hmm. that have, you know, you know, uh, right. that obligation to take care of. Yeah. So, so again, those are all the kinds of ideas that that an employer and a manufacturer uh, can, can get access to by participating in this employer of choice program. Yes. Yeah. And then next year, apply again and get your report and see where you've gone up. Yeah, see nice. where you've yeah. increased in certain areas, whether it's flex time or, 
or what have you, offering right. new programs and your benefits. So yep. it's nice to take a look back and say, look what we've done this year and share it with your employees. Yep. There was um, mention of a company in the Midwest who is a manufacturer and they had their own banner made. I think it was like a 20 foot banner or something. And every year they strung it up outside their building. So everyone driving by would know they were an employer of choice in manufacturing. Mm. And every year they were so sure they were going to win it the next year <laughs> that they got T-shirts for right. all the people in the manufacturing nice. floor. Mm. So, yeah, nice. it's, it's great yeah. morale. Uh, go ahead, Marzella. No, I, I, I was going to mention, Tom, it, it goes without saying, right, it, manufacturing, uh, more than any other factor uh, sector, is actually struggling to, to attract individuals. Uh, to work in manufacturing. You know, for years now, we've been telling our kids, you, you must go to college, and, and, and that's the mantra that every uh, parent preaches. Um, and then you have on the other side, all baby, all these baby boomers just yes. in droves leaving, <laughs> leaving the sector. Now, how do you capture that institutional knowledge, and who are you going to pass it to if you don't have anybody coming in to replace those workers? So one aspect of our jobs is changing career perceptions, and we partner with schools in K-12 uh, districts across the, the, the state of Florida. Uh, the regional manufacturing associations uh, you know, heavily involved in that process, and, and companies out there that manufacture it, because we know um, that is something that needs to be done. And it goes right along with this. It is not the altruistic approach of, you know, if you were to complete the survey, it provides better data, so we all get in, are better informed but also is a, a small contribution that you can make. If I know, you know that Company A has a, an 80-20 split where 80% of boomers, they're, they're there, and 20% mm -hmm. you know, Gen X or, or Gen Z and, and, and Gen Y, it's, uh, it's one of those things that we need to know in order to figure out what is it that we can do, can, can we implement, that we can right. come up with in order to assist future uh, recruitment of individuals. Mm -hmm. Uh, incredible program. I, I am so glad we've had this opportunity to talk about it and present it and um, and spread the word on it. It is the Employer of Choice program uh, brought to you by Florida Makes, a, uh, a great friend and partner with the Florida SBDC Network. Um, all participating manufacturers uh, will receive a valuable benchmarking analytics report based on the survey results. Uh, there's just there's no downside to this. Um, it's a little bit of time in completing the survey, but uh, again, a very small uh, uh, price to pay to for the information you're going to get in return. So again, uh, Marcelo, how does one access this survey, and which really is their application uh, to the Employer of Choice Awards program? Uh, sure, Tommy. Yeah, you can go to floridamakes.com slash EOC and uh, complete the, the, the application there. It's uh, simple, easy to do, and yeah. If somebody has any questions about the program or questions about Florida Makes, uh, where do they go for that? Uh, they can contact us directly. So you want to give your email? Yes, uh, my email is susan.haggard, H-A-G-G-A-R-D, at floridamakes.com. All right. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, if, if you guys want to contact me, in case you cannot reach Sue, it's, it's, M, uh, it's Marcel, M-A-R-C-E-L-O, dot D-O-S-S-A-N-T-O-S, at floridamakes.com. Okay. Listen, I really appreciate the time today. Incredible program. Uh, we are certainly going to encourage uh, all the manufacturers that are engaged with our center uh, to, to, to take the time to complete the survey and, and get this very valuable uh, data back. 
Um, so looking forward yeah. to it. And we're looking forward to um, to being at the Make More Manufacturing Summit in Orlando, too, in October. Uh, Small Biz Florida, I'm sure, will be right there front and center. So uh, hopefully we'll be interviewing these winners yeah, uh, absolutely, at Tom. the conference. Can't thank you summit. enough and yep. uh, SBDC Network for all the work that you're doing and, and uh, helping us promote this program. Thank you. We appreciate it. Susan, thank you for taking thank time you. out. Thank Marcelo, you, Marcelo, as always, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. And uh, with that, we'll bring to close uh, this segment of Small Biz Florida. Uh, as always, uh, we appreciate the support and find us on Instagram and uh, Facebook and, you know, all those other places. So uh, with that, uh, we'll talk to you next time on Small Biz Florida. This has been Small Biz Florida. Created and produced by the Florida Small Business Development Center at Indian River State College. Your host for Small Biz Florida is Tom Kindred. Partners for Small Biz Florida include WPSL and WSTU and Indian River State College. Named the 2019 winner of the Aspen Prize for Community College Excellence.